Man, I feel like I hit my morning exercise, all that moving and exercising going on. My arms are hurting. And truly beautiful, ladies. Thank you so much. That was really beautiful. As most of you know, this morning kind of starts the kind of next chapter in the history of Theresa Baptist Church. Uh, most of you probably had the opportunity to meet Mr. Larry Beaver and his wife, who come this morning, who starts today as our uh, <clears throat> intentional interim pastor here until we find a permanent pastor. But Larry comes this morning. He'll be preaching not only this morning, but every Sunday now. And also on Wednesday night, he'll be teaching the Wednesday night service as well. But just want to say how pleased we are to have Larry and his wife in our church and in the community. We are looking forward to uh, him being here and having to get to know him uh, better. I can say what a good fit for this church. Uh, I found him to be a very loving and caring individual, and I think he would be an excellent uh, interim pastor for us uh, while he's here. So I ask that you be in prayer for Larry and his wife and his whole family, uh, because he does have a wonderful family who's still down in China Grove and will be up visiting occasionally. But we welcome Larry this morning, look forward to his preaching and his teaching. But I ask that the church please be in prayer for him, because... um, any church and any pastor needs the prayers of the church family to seek the will and direction of the Lord. Amen. And that's what we want here. We want, we want the Lord speaking, and we want his direction and his guidance. So, Larry, at this time, if you want to come up and, and teach us what we need to know, okay? Well, I want you to know that it's a joy to be here. I feel like family. I feel like I belong here. I feel like I'm a part of you. And I want you to know that Elaine and I are excited to be a part of Teresa Baptist Church and Teresa family. And we want to get to know each of you, and I hope we can. Uh, It's going to take us a while to learn your names. Uh, I'm serious about this. It'll probably take... And this is not original with me, but it'll probably take at least seven times for you to tell me your name. So every time I see you, that's okay. You may say, well, you know my name and just say it again. Now, after the seventh time, you may have to slap me and say, you should know it by now. (laughs) But it is a joy to see you. We're excited to be here. Uh, As Brother Carroll has suggested already today. We're not God, but we're representing God, and we want his will done, and I would not have left my comfortable home in China Grove to come and live in another comfortable home, and by the way, we uh, are provided a very comfortable setting, and uh, you prayed about that. We feel like that definitely that God has placed us in that house. And it came up, it's just miracles. I, I, I can't really start to tell you how that and those miracles happen and have come together. But it all confirms uh, that we are supposed to be with you. I do not have a packed up suitcase coming here. And we're going to, this is what we're going to do. But I do have a packed up suitcase with ideas and things that we can try And we can look at, but foremost and most of all, of all of it is that 
We want God's will, as Brother Carroll has said. We're going to follow God. We're going to listen to him. And if I get off track, all you have to do is say, wait a minute, Brother Larry, you're off track there. And I'm okay with that because I want to be on track too. I want to know where God's going and I want to be with him. And I know you do. I know this is a great church and uh, you have a great heritage and God has great things for you. Uh, I, I do want you to know that I look forward to this building filling up in every service. And I can, if I can be a part of it, I want to be a part of it. Maybe not because of my preaching. And probably all of you will leave because of that. <laughs> but uh, we want to fill it up for God. That means that all of us in this room know someone else that don't go to church. And so I want to encourage you to invite them to come. Don't just say, come and hear our new uh, interim pastor, but say, come, we want you to worship. We want you to see God. We want you to be in the presence of God. They say, well, we're in the presence of God, but that's a little different. It's the same presence, but coming together is something that is important. So I'm going to be encouraging you, and I want to see the building fill up. Brother Carroll took me on a tour yesterday of all the building, and you have room to, I, I don't know how many people it would take. You probably have the figures of knowing, but there's more space. There's more chairs, I'm sure, and we want to see that happen. We want to see that fill up with children and youth and young parents and uh, middle-aged people and older people like ourselves, and we want to see all coming together. And we want to be open for people in the community around Roxborough who don't know God and are looking for a church to be a part of. So that's what we're going to be a part of and helping you and encouraging you to be a part of that. I won't be just saying do it. I'll be a part of it. I'll be with you as we go along the way. All right. Let me say again, it is a joy to be here. Thank you. Those of you, and I don't know how many, I know the road was lined up. I told them I'm taking some pictures just as uh, evidence of what took place on Friday afternoon. Thank you, church. Those of you who come, some of you have said I couldn't come, but I was praying. Others of you sent food, and uh, we thank you. Some of you class members sent uh, classes, I think, sent some uh, food, and we appreciate that. And we will certainly always be grateful for what you do. So thank you very much for that. I want to talk to us today about the family. The family, the family of God. You know, we used to sing a song, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I love that song, don't you? I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm going to be reading from the book of John, uh, uh, Matthew uh, just a couple of chapters here in the book of Matthew. And this is where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's saying to them uh, many things. And he moves into the idea of asking them who they thought that he was. And then Peter, the spokesman, always pikes up and has something to say, doesn't he? So I want to read... Uh, Matthew chapter 16, and I want to begin reading in verse 13. 
If you could, if, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God. If you can't stand, that's okay, and uh, I would like for us to do that. The Bible says in verse 13 following of the book of Matthew, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some said John the Baptist, some Elijah, some uh, Jeremiah, are of one of the prophets. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I come on this here, Peter, as he's saying, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven." And then over in the book of Acts, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, in fact, we could quote this scripture, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and unto the ends of the world. Would you bow as we pray? Father, thank you for the reading of your word, the true word, the inspired word, words from you and we also understand as John suggested to us that the word was you and so therefore we thank you today that it's going to do the speaking and I pray today we'll be truthful to it in your name we pray amen and you may be seated God has a plan he has a purpose and he has a people to do his work so the family is people, right? Individuals and a group of people together who have come together under the same spirit, the spirit of God. And he has a purpose. That purpose was to give you salvation, to put you in his family. His plan is now for us to continue that purpose until the day that he comes back to get us. I was reading a little story, a little funny story the other day about a Sunday school teacher and a little girl. And in the classroom, she had the little kids drawing and coloring pictures of whatever they wanted to color or draw. And she was walking around the room looking at what they were doing, and she stopped at this little girl's desk, and she said, what are you, what are you drawing? What are you coloring? And she said, I'm, I'm drawing God, and I'm, cover, I'm, 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 I'm coloring God. And then the teacher said, but no one knows what God is like. No one knows has ever seen God. And the little girl did not even look up. And she said, but when I'm finished, 
they will know what God looks like. Now, isn't that what God wants with Teresa Baptist Church? That he wants the community to know God and to see God? Well, I would hope, you know, sometimes if we're not careful, we can get sleepy. And if we're not careful, we will miss God. And we will miss seeing God and miss knowing God. And so I, I would hope that we would not become sleepy. You know what? Someone has said as a little boy was in church and he was talking about God. He was talking about the spirit of God. And he was talking about people going to sleep on God. Now there's times we may get a little sleepy. You know, it, sitting in church is probably the best place in the world to sleep, isn't it? If we're not careful, you know, our eyes begin, and, and this is the daylight saving time change, you know. So, you know, we've lost some time, so we might be a little sleepy today, might we? I am, and I'm, I'm sure that you are too. But I hope we don't get sleepy spiritually on God and not see God, okay? All right, let's look in the scriptures then and, and talk together about the family of God. Why are you here today? Have you ever thought about why that we're in this assembly? Why did God allow us out of all the other churches around, all the other towns around? He, he caused you to live in Roxburgh or the surrounding area of Roxburgh. Have you ever wondered why God placed you in Teresa Baptist Church? Now your mind is thinking, some of you already, you could stand all over the building and start telling me why that you're here and why that you're happy that you're at Teresa Baptist Church. But I do want to ask you something. Do you feel a divine appointment for being here today? Do you feel a divine move of God to be in this place today? Do you feel a sense of allness of being here do you feel a sense of allness and, and the presence of God? Do you feel a sense of urgency? I have to be here, and I want to be here. I would trust that as time goes, that would happen if it's not happening. But I pray today that if that's your desire and you're doing that, that I encourage you to get stronger and stronger in those areas and say, come see God, come be a part of the family of God. All of us are different in this room. We're young, we're old. Some are bald, some of us have hair. Some of us have wrinkles, some of us don't. I mean, you know, we, we're doing all kind of things. Some of us, you know, uh, speak differently than others. You'll probably have to get used to my language. You'll probably wonder, what? What are you saying? If I say something that you don't understand, come to me and say, Pastor, I'm going to tell you something. That word is not used in this area. And so I'm going to have to learn some words that you use as well, right? So we're going to learn. It's going to be, it's going to be fun together as we learn each other and learn the family of God together. All right. I want to encourage you today in your journey with God here at Teresa Baptist Church. I'm going to be serving as your interim pastor. I know we joke us a lot of times. I was telling uh, Brother Carol and Brother Kelly, uh, and I meant this, but I was in kind of a joking way as well. Interim pastors come in 
going out the back door because we understand our position. But as we are here, we want to be a help, and we're going to do that, and we're going to try to do that. So I hope you understood what I just said. I hope you understand that we're excited. I know I've said that two times. I'll say it again before I get done today. I hope that you understand that we're excited, even though we're going to be helping you. We're not going to call a pastor for you. We're not going to go out and search a pastor for you, but we're going to be encouragement to you and a support to you and in your committees in how to go about doing that in the best way. And you're going to find uh, the man of God that God wants for this church. We don't know how long that'll take, but we're going to be praying with you until that day. So we're different here today, okay? We're different in this room. And so as I encourage the family, as you suggest, I'm here because I want to be here. We have to attend to be a part of the family, don't we? We can say all day long, all week long, wherever we go. Where do you go to church? I go to Teresa Baptist Church. And uh, maybe that person has been here. And they may say, well, I've never seen you there. Well, that's a large congregation. And perhaps you just overlooked me. But you see, to be a part of a church we have to, and a family, we have to commune with each other. We have to be a part of each other. And we learn and study together. What a joy to hear the handbell today. What a joy to hear you and your voices today as you were singing. What a joy to hear the scriptures as we quoted the verse together today and the prayers that have been rendered in this place. It's going to encourage us. And so you are encouraged by coming here and you encourage each other by coming here as well. Jesus said, the church is his and it's built upon the rock, not Peter. You remember I read there in uh, Matthew's gospel? He said, who do you think that I am? And they said, you are the son of God. You are the son of the true God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't tell you that, but my father in heaven has revealed that to you. And that's what happens to us. And then in, uh, when the, the early church was started, he said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses he didn't say you might be. He didn't say you try to be. He said you will be witnesses at home, in the neighborhood, the state, and around the world because the Spirit of God is upon your heart and your life. So we are encouraged as we come together in the family. Did you know that when you miss, you have caused a gap you, do you know that when you are me, or when you are not here, you cause a void in the family, and you are missed? So I'd encourage you to be faithful to Him, and you receive the inspiration of God to go out and do what He said in the Book of Acts. The God that has started the church, God that has a plan and a purpose and a people has told us and given us the instructions and the power. He doesn't leave us by ourselves. He said, I'll never leave you nor go away from you. I'll be with you always. 
even to the end of the world. Not only do we encourage the family by attending, but listen, secondly, when you come together and you and I as a family member, our responsibility is to protect the family. Now I want to ask you something. If I start talking about your family, what are you going to do? If I start ridiculing your family, what are you going to say? What if I ta- start talking about your wife or your husband or your children or your mom or your dad or anybody else in your family? What are you going to do? Well, I have an idea what you're going to do. You're going to, well, I won't say what all you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to defend your family, aren't you? Amen. I am go- I'm going to defend my family too. And I'll go to all ends to defend my family. So the family comes together not only to receive inspiration of God, the learning of God, but you also come here to defend uh, each other. You're to defend the family. Now, what are you going to be defending in the family? What are you going to be defending? We can't defend what is wrong, but we encourage to do what is right. But I want to tell you something. You're here to uh, protect and defend because there's a lot of falseness that's going around. There's a lot of falseness that's being taught. There's a lot of falseness that's being preached. You turn the TV on today. And you'll see a lot of false gospel that is presented in the name of God, but it's nothing but falsehood. I'm not saying that everything on TV is wrong. I mean, I've turned on the TV just yesterday and have seen some great preachers. I have a station here that I heard some great preaching, and it encouraged me, and and, and it supported my ministry. It supported who I am as a person. So you're to help defend the family. And teach what is right. Not only that, but you're to help not only the falsehood, but the carnality. You see, sin is sin. I want you to know as an interim pastor that I believe in the altar. And, and we'll be calling people to the altar. Now, I understand that you don't have to come just here. This is, this is the place that we call altar in the church. But anywhere you're at and God speaks to you can be the altar And I want you to know that I believe in the altar. I believe in a come forward altar call. I believe that we ought to respond to God. And and I think that it's responding in front of people. Now, I'm not saying you have to come up here and turn around, tell everybody your, your laundry. You're telling God and God will help you. So I want you to know that I'll be, I'll be giving invitations like you're used to. And I, I will be asking people to change from their ways. I'll, I'll be asking you if you're living in, in carnality and in sin, I'll encourage you to trust God and get right with God. I'll be encouraging you to not be complacent in the ministry And so, therefore, you are to protect the church also in complacency of people. Again, could I go back and say to you, there are people all around that you know that are not in church. Look at the church directory. Go down through and start marking pictures or marking names that you know that used to be faithful that are no longer faithful. You're a part of that help of encouraging, call them, call them, visit them, 
and encourage them to get back and get out of their self-satisfaction, get out of their complacency, because Jesus is coming again. He tells us that he's coming again. And then thirdly and lastly, you're here to support the church. God put us together not to just sit on the pew, not just to warm a pew. He, he has put us together somehow to support the family. Encourage the family. Support it. In your family, if you were the only person that was buying everything and you, would, you were having to do everything, you would get very dissatisfied, wouldn't you? You'd be very discouraged and disappointed. But you want those in your family to also be a part of support. So therefore, I'm going to encourage you that you also support the family continually. Continually support it. How can you do that? We just took an offering while ago. I believe in tithes and offerings too. I believe we ought to give to God. But you know, I think that the New Testament has made tithing stronger than even the Old Testament. You see, under the law, it said 10%. In the New Testament... The Bible says, bring as you have prospered. And I encourage people that uh, want to be under the law. I say to them, well, is that all you prospered? How do you know? I mean, you know, you may not have prospered. Some people say, I don't have anything to give. Well, you know what? You may not have anything to give. Don't feel bad about that. But as you prosper, you can give other ways as well. But listen, let me tell you. We need to be given our finances too. We need to be given that. Does the church need it? Does Teresa need it? Well, probably it does to put the power on and pay the bills and all of this kind. But is that the reason we're given? No, it's not. We're given to God and it becomes God's. And so I encourage you today that you will continue. And if you're not given, then you will give. Maybe someone is sitting on there. Maybe we don't like what the church is doing. You say, I'm going to hold my money out. Well, I want to tell you something if we do that. And I've heard uh, some pretty horror stories of that. And I want to tell you, believe God, trust God, believe the family, and be a part of finances in the family. Not only that, but you, got, you have spiritual gifts. And I've heard there's a need for others. And as the church grows, those rooms over there is going to need more spiritual gifts of helping and other things that the church is doing in ministry. And then thirdly, you need to have compassion for the family. You, you need to have compassion for the family. And then again, encourage the family. Listen, I want to ask you in closing today, as God has a plan and a purpose and a people in mind to do that work, and he has brought us together in a family that we may encourage each other and that we may help protect each other and help grow together and to support the family together with all of our needs and all of our uh, whatever we have to support with. I want to say thank God for you as you do that. But I want to ask you a question today. If, and this is a big word, isn't it? If I keep doing what I'm doing right now, right now, as, I mean, in my life, 
If I keep on doing what I'm doing right now, where will Teresa Baptist be tomorrow, the next day, the next year, and the years to come until Jesus comes back? If I keep attending the way that I'm attending, what will happen to the attendance of Teresa Baptist Church and the family of God at Teresa Baptist Church? If I keep supporting like I'm supporting now with my finances, with my gifts, will it affect Teresa Baptist Church? I have to answer those three questions in my mind. And as you stand, and we're going to sing this song of invitation just in a moment, I need thee every hour. I'm going to ask you to respond to God. From those three questions today, as you stand, if I keep doing what I'm doing right now, if I keep attending like I'm attending, if I keep giving like I'm giving, I want to change from that if I'm not doing. But if you're doing right, say praise God. And I say glory to God to you. As you stand, we're going to be singing, all right? Join us now with our invitation hymn, number 423, I Need Thee Every Hour.
I'll be available 24 hours a day for you to call. And I, I want to encourage you. But I want to pray with these that have come today that are in the altar. Would you pray with me for them just now? Father, thank you for hearing our prayers today. Lord, thank you for the faithfulness of those who are, who are truly obedient to you. Thank you today for these that have come. I don't know their needs. They know their needs greater and more than I do. But I pray today that they have found those needs being met. Or perhaps in days to come, they will even become more complete. I pray that you will go with them. Lord, I pray that the altar will always feel open and people can feel freely about coming and bound. Thank you today for this church. We look forward. We're starting this journey today. The very first day of the interim pastor of this great church. And I pray, Father, that when our duration of time has come, you have sent that great pastor that you're preparing out there now for us that we do not even know. He may not even know it yet, but you're preparing his heart for this great church. And I pray we'll continue to prepare and be faithful and obedient to you until you come back and receive us. Thank you for hearing us now. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the church said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. And I hope to be able to meet many of you. I'm sorry that I, as I go around, I'm not trying to shun anyone. So I tell you what I'll do. I'll rather than come down the center aisle, I'll go down the side aisles the next Sunday. I'll get moved up so I don't want anybody to feel shunned, okay? I want to be able to be a friend to everyone in this room. And I want you to know that you're important. And I want to hear from you too. Amen. We'll we'll sing the chorus. Okay.